I love this story. I love lots of things about it. I love the angel. I love the crazy preacher running behind the fancy pants treasurer's carriage. I love that the Ethiopian is open not just to reading stories about a radical Jewish carpenter, but then deciding he wants to find out more. I love that Philip has no idea why the angel tells him to take the back road through the wilderness, but he does it anyway. Which I suppose you would, because I imagine angels could be pretty scary. Those massive wings and fiery swords, because, I mean, if you're talking etymologically at least, angels aren't fluttery, floaty things. No, in their oldest meaning, angels are hirelings, labourers, messengers. They are the ones who bring the story, and when an angel comes, you better listen. And so the angel said to Philip, run. And Philip said, how fast? I love, I love that the Ethiopian decides that he wants to get baptised. Here now, no water, no problem. Nothing is going to get in his way. And then I love how at the very end of the story, Philip is snatched by the Lord and not seen again. Shakespeare could not have written better, although exit chased by a bear in the winter's tale is a pretty good way to leave a story too. Some where over the rainbow. Today we have a story about saying yes and about the outsider or who we call the outsider to be and about home. According to progressive interpretations, a queer black man was the first non-Jewish convert to Christianity. The term translated as eunuch probably included a variety of sexual minorities that today would be called LGBTQI or queer. So our nameless Ethiopian eunuch was a triple outsider, a gender-variant foreigner from a racial minority, and his experience shows that the early Christians welcomed all kinds of outcasts, regardless of race, gender identity, or other differences. Neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. Of course, as far as the Ethiopian eunuch was concerned, he was not an outsider, and he was not someone from a racial minority. He was the treasurer of the entire Ethiopian kingdom, and in his world, he was a big deal. But it's interesting how the text invites us to see him as the outsider, because we always see the characters from our own eyes. In the words of Karen Batcher Flitcher, this passage has been lifted up as a passage of hope among many in the LGBTQTI community, for there is no mention in it of Philip struggling with the fact that the eunuch is racially or sexually different from him, but instead he simply shares the story, the story of Jesus, and then because he asks it, there is a baptism. There's no focus on biology. There's no focus on sexual or social cultural norms. Skin colour doesn't come up. Class, none of these things matter. Just love. Just God. And we, we who listen to this story, we like Isaiah and Jesus and Philip and the eunuch and Mary and Martha and the woman at the well, we are affirmed in the call to share the good news of the God who is revealed in Jesus without partiality or prejudice. Somewhere over the rainbow. I was riding in my carriage. I was all alone. I was far from home. 
Sometimes I feel like a nomad. Home. There's no place like home. We all want to go home. I was sitting in my carriage and I was reading stories of this, this spirit. And then there he was, this, this crazy preacher man running alongside my carriage. So I said, get in. It's the wilderness. You help the stranger. And then he taught me about that one, your one, our one. And I said, I said, now. And he said, what? And I said, why not? So he scooped up that tiny trickle of water and he poured it down. You, my son, my beloved child, with you I am well pleased. And then he was gone. And now, now I am home wherever I am. Home no longer over a rainbow, but here, here and now. Home. A few weeks ago, we, we, the Uniting Church in Australia, we held the first ever induction in a mainstream Australian church of an openly transgender ordained person. In the words of this minister, Reverend Joe Ingpin, it's a, it's a huge tribute to those who have paved the way, to trans and other queer people ourselves, and not least to those at the Pitt Street Uniting Church whose story they've been part of creating the ground for this and other things. There's a long way to go. But I am so proud of the Uniting Church in this and pray that it may be a contribution to the much-needed changes in law, health and education required to support gender-diverse people who are currently under such attack, not least in New South Wales right now. We are part of such a diverse and deeply faithful church, a church where in theory and often in practice all are welcome which is exactly as it should be. But of course we know in so many places it's not. The poem by Raymond Andrevus that we heard at the beginning of this service reminds us that there is a suspicion of the other everywhere. In the poem, the young black man who is death, who is a teacher, who is challenged, who is not believed, he is a living example of what happens to the soul when our truth is denied us. We can all make tiny choices every day that disrupt the narrative of prejudice. And not only can we, but we must. As Eli Weisel, the political activist, Nobel laureate and Holocaust survivor once wrote, never let anyone be humiliated in front of you, never let anyone be humiliated in front of you. And as Holocaust historian Timothy Snyder writes, if you see signs of hatred and oppression, take them down. Take them down and make sure other people see you taking them down. But you know what? What you can also do you can put them up. Like we have, you can take down the signs of hatred and oppression and you can put up the signs of love and faith like we have here in this place. Indigenous flags, rainbow flags, rainbow steps, olive trees. Tilly and I were sitting on the grass yesterday with our rabbit and all the tiny kids who do dance here were flooding out of the gates and, and one mother stopped to talk to me 
as her child had a hold of Captain the Rabbit. And she said, this is the most beautiful church I've ever seen. And I thought, yes, <laughs> this funny old red brick suburban building. Yes, this church is a bit like an angel, a messenger, a labourer, telling a story of love to the world.